Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Hello, everybody. Here we are. This is all very amazing, isn't it? Welcome. Can you see where I am? I am facing out to the car park with the sun blasting off the roof of our car, which is why I've got a shadow here. We don't have any lights at all. Um, And as I just said on the live stream, there's all the ducks are over there. They're gathering to listen. Uh, They were full on worshipping with us a moment ago. So let's uh, get into the hot button issue this week. And it's all about truth because uh, truth is an important commodity that is under a bit of attack in our culture. And um, so listen to what John 18.37 says. Pilate said to Jesus, so you're a king? And Jesus responded, you say I am a king? Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. And Pilate said, what is the truth? And then he went out. And he said to the people gathered there, I don't find anything wrong with this man. He hasn't done anything wrong. What do we think is the answer to Pilate's question? What is the truth? Uh, The truth is something that you can depend on. The the truth is something that describes things the way they are. What is true about me? What is true about life? What is true about you? What is true about the world? What is true about the universe? The truth is important. We live in a society at a time when the truth is under attack and people can feel less inclined to trust that someone is t- telling them the truth. It's an age of uh, where people, are, as people move away from faith in God, they're actually moving away from a, a confidence in the truth. At a time of amazing scientific discovery and technology and communication, and yet it's also a time of confusion and anxiety and and crazy conspiracy theories. What is true? Can someone say, I'm a woman living inside a man's body? Can someone say, the vaccine is risky? Can someone say, can someone promise... It's just going to be a three-day lockdown, and then we're going to snap and nip this COVID in the bud. Can someone say Brian Houston is wanted by police for doing something wrong? Is that true? Even one of the creators, one of the two creators of Wikipedia, Larry Sanger, has said that he no longer trusts Wikipedia. He said that, Back in the day, in the early 2000s, when they made the the, the Wikipedia site, they allowed a variety of views on different topics. But now you're only allowed to to post stuff onto Wikipedia and have it approved as long as it uh, meets the official view of that subject. And you can actually pay people, uh, PR companies, a lot of money to look after your site and to look after your version of the truth and make sure that no one else can change that. He says that Wikipedia is now a battleground for the official version of the truth. It's no longer neutral. And every time someone claims 
to speak the truth these days. We have to jump onto fact checkers to see if it's true, but even the fact checkers are being uh, accused of being biased. Deconstructionism. Universities are teaching that, that uh, we can construct our own truth. Truth is not an absolute thing, but it's something that society and individuals create. And you can have your truth and I can have my truth. In California right now, there's a group of people pushing that the curriculum for mathematics stops teaching maths that has a correct answer and saying that teaching maths as having a correct answer is racist. Is that true? But we need the truth. Right from when we're born, we need the truth. We need to know, how do I live? How do I stay alive? How do I survive? What, what's healthy? Am I valuable? How do I live this life? How can I be safe? Am I loved? How can I get food? And then as we grow, we, we ask the questions, who can I trust? Who's going to, who's going to look after me? Who, who, how do I treat other people? Why am I here? What happens when I die? Who made everything? These are a constant search for truth is part of us as humanity. And how do people answer these questions? Well, uh, there's a number of different ways historically and even now that people answer these questions. One way is that people say, well, whatever works, that's the truth. And I can remember uh, a, fr a friend's mother when I was young uh, being pulled over by the police while we were in the back seat and being told that she was speeding and her just saying, oh, my boy, I have to get him to hospital, he's sick. And the boy was just sitting there not looking sick at all. But she got off because it worked. And that's the problem with this philosophy is that lies can work, cheating can work, stealing can work, using other people can work. Is that a real positive way of looking at truth, whatever works? Obviously, there are times when we need to do whatever works. If it involves lying and cheating and stealing, that's not a good version of the truth. Another way that people do it is by looking at their feelings. Whatever I feel, well, that's the truth. But that can lead, while emotions are great things that God's given us, that can lead to a life that's completely led by emotions. It can lead to celebrity marriages that last until the feeling goes. And that's flooded into our culture as well. I'm, I, I promise to love you until I don't. And so feelings are not a good judge of the truth. Another way is tradition. This is what's been passed on for a generation. So we just, the old ways are the good ways. And yet, while that is a safe thing for many people to continue the traditions of the past. Jesus came up against that with the Pharisees, didn't he? And they said, well, this is what we, what we do. We've just made all these rules. And he said, yeah, but they're not, they're not the truth. They're just traditional rules. They're not actually going to help you. And he came right up against that and said, no, tradition is not the truth. These, this day and age, the fourth way that people think of the truth these days is whatever science can prove is the truth. 
And that's been really useful for us in so many ways. Technology, medicine, just our view of the world has been tweaked and improved on by science. But there's a lot of things that science can't prove. I mean, science can't prove that I'm not a dream that you're having or in fact this whole life is not a dream that you're having. We're all actually in the matrix. We can't prove that or disprove it. Science can't prove love. It can't prove that we even existed yesterday. We can see evidence, but maybe that's just fabricated. Science comes to a limit. In fact, scientists are realizing now that science doesn't prove anything 100%. It just is, gives us the most likely closest estimation and guess of what's the truth based on what we know so far. Science is not the whole truth. Science is true until it meets a circumstance where the rules are different, where the assumptions no longer work. And that's happened through scientific history for a long time. The Bible says that God's words are true. John 17, 17, Jesus talks about God teaching us the truth because his words are true. His words are the truth. The devil is the father of lies. He's constantly trying to bump us off the truth. Right from the Garden of Eden, he started lying and telling lies. He, told Lee, he, he said to Eve, surely you're not going to die if you eat that. That was a lie. It made Eve doubt that God was telling the truth. And he told another lie. He said, uh, you shall be like God yourself if you eat that. And he doesn't want that. And that's a lie. It made Eve doubt God's intentions and God's love for her. And, God, and the devil is constantly trying to lie to us as well about the truth about God's word and about his love for us. Jesus said that the truth will set you free. The pathway to truth, the pathway to true freedom is through truth. And truth can be like a fire at times. Jordan Peterson, a psychologist, said that a, a confrontation or a, an encounter with the truth can be like a, a hit to the head but it might change our life for the better, always for the better because it sets us free. And it might mean admitting that we have some sort of addiction. It might mean admitting at last that we have a flaw in our thinking, a flaw in our behavior, a flaw in the way that we treat other people. But that truth, allowing that truth to hit us and change us will set us free. Allowing truth to touch us means listening to that voice that says to us, why are you saying that while we're speaking to someone? And the voice is saying, you don't even believe that yourself. You're lying. You're telling a lie. We've got to listen to that voice of truth. That's God's voice that comes and touches every human. That voice that says, you shouldn't really do that. It's not good for you. It's not good for them. Don't do that. And we allow that truth to touch us and to change us. It might mean giving up and losing so much of us. It's hard to do, it's hard to face. And yet there's freedom on the other side. Our society encourages us to mask our true flawed personality and, 
our issues of life and instead put up a beautiful image on social media or even just face-to-face with other people. No, everything's fine. Everything's great. I'm confident. I'm positive. I'm happy. When the truth can be that we're not. And so it's important to face that truth of who we really are. But, you know, there's an even bigger truth than that. Because the temptation can be wallowing around in, in the problems that we have in the, in the depths of our, of our own darkness in our soul. But the, there's a bigger truth. There's a whole truth. The devil, the father of lies, doesn't want to see us. doesn't want us to, to see it or to face it. But the bigger truth is that despite all our flaws, God came into the world and Jesus lived a perfect life. Yes, the truth is we're not perfect, but he is perfect. He lived a completely sinless life. And he's offering to give that same sinless life to us as a gift so that God will impute that righteousness to us. That means credit us with the same credit in Jesus' account. That's the bigger truth. That's where we look. We can look at the bad we can admit that's true, and then we can see the big picture, the bigger truth. I do have flaws, but it's more important to see that in Christ I'm righteous before God, completely free before Him. Yes, there's pain and suffering in the world. People have big problems. How can there be a God if there's pain and suffering in the world? Yes, there is pain and suffering in the world. That's, to, that's the truth. But the whole truth, the bigger truth, is that God himself entered his own flawed, broken creation, took on a human form and, and lived among us and felt that pain, felt that suffering, in fact, was pained and suffered for us. That's a bigger truth. Yes, governments, rich individuals, corporations, they can all make plans and all make decisions that, that cause problems for, for everybody, cause trauma and, and pain in the world. But, you know, there's not one single decision that anyone can make or any business can make or any government can make that God hasn't already woven into the fabric of his purposes and we can take confidence that whatever's happening with pandemics or anything else, God's not worried about it. He's taken it all in. He's woven it all in. We can't make a decision that's outside of God's grand scheme. And in the right time, at just the right time, God's going to make the final move like, a, like an amazing master chess player or go player, if you're familiar with that game. These guys, master chess and master Go players, are always thinking 20 or even more moves ahead of where the game is. And it doesn't matter how many moves ahead people are thinking and planning about the future of the world or the future of their own lives. God's far beyond that. He said, that's fine. You've got a completely free will. You do whatever you want to do. But I have got my purposes. And his purposes will stand. There'll be a time when God says, that's it. That's the last move. Check, mate. And everything that he has planned will come together. We can be confident of that. And then Jesus will come back again. So Pilate said to Jesus, what is the truth? And then he walked away. Had he stayed, Jesus probably would have said to him, 
what he said to another group of people. In John 14, 6, he said, I am the truth. I am the truth. I'm the embodiment of truth. We had a government official in Pilate, the head of the government at the time, the pinnacle of power at the time, asking the embodiment of truth, Jesus, what is the truth? And unable to recognize that Jesus himself was the truth. The core foundation of Western civilization has always been the belief in a transcendent being beyond time and space and matter, the owner of the universe who loves us all and who makes the decisions about what is right and what is wrong and what is the truth. Jesus came and represented him. Truth came to earth as human form. Jesus was the most righteous and perfect person who ever lived. He was the smartest person who ever lived, the greatest teacher, the most powerful person who ever lived. He had power over diseases, over demons and over death itself. He was the most loving person who ever lived. He laid down his life for undeserving creatures that he'd created. What greater love is there? But much more than all these, Jesus was the truth. And as we are seeking for the truth, we need to look to him because he has all the answers for us. We learn the answers to life's first questions. How do I live? How do I, live? How do I survive this thing? What do I do next? Does anyone value me? Am I cared for? We learn the answers to those questions from someone who loves us, usually a mother, father. And the, the truth always comes to us from someone who really loves us. I hope you have people in your world who love you enough to tell you the truth. But you always have Jesus. You always have the Word of God that loves us enough to tell us the truth. We'll always learn the most truth from someone who's prepared to love us so much that they'll die for us, for our, our, our highest good. And that's why, if you want to know the truth, you need to ask Jesus. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.